everybody. It is high noon. It's time for the UltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. Wow, I have it really loud out there. Hello. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the UltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. It, it's been a weird morning. The stream went down. All of the mics went out. I had the kids here. I'm telling you, I'm like, there is a ghost in the machine today. I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, this is this is insane. Uh, hey, today is an insane day, though. It's uh, the day after Halloween. I am joined today by Arden of the Night Space. Howdy. Here on Mutiny Radio, Wednesdays from 10 to midnight. So pick up his books, High Time, Story Time, Volume 1 and 2, available now on Amazon. Three coming out next week. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. You could also buy my book on Kindle. It still exists there. I, I haven't seen a royalty check in a long time, which means like nobody's buying my book. But I never, I don't even remember to tell people about it. But it's 99 cents if you want my, my second book on Kindle. Whatever. Money. <laughs> I used to care about people reading what I wrote. <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, one of these days, I'll stop caring. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I used to care. Like, I used to promote it, and I used to, like, walk around with books and try to sell them and make people read my book. Yeah. But now I just, I don't, the fairy agent is never coming. Yeah. I'm never, I mean, my children's book could would make me a million dollars, but I just don't know the people in publishing. And every time I try to contact people, they're, you know, I don't have an artist, and I don't, know, and I don't want to, like... I'm afraid that someday someone's going to steal my rhyme in my children's book. You might be like, that's my rhyme! Well, I just talked to a literary agent, so if you want some advice and things on that, I can talk to you about it. Yeah, I even tried to send out, I tried to send out my, I used to, was trying to get a literary agent. I was sending my hook of all my, my books and stuff, and nobody, no bites. Mm. No one's ever liked my work, Arden. It's so sad. It's like... When I was in theater, when I was an actor, no one cast me as an actor. I had to start my own theater company. When I was a director, no one wanted me to direct. I had to start a theater company to direct. When I, you know, I want to be a comedian, nobody books me. I, I wanted to be a, a writer. I wrote books. I've written, like, nine books that are all just unpublished no novels. Just nobody. There's no... I tried to get an agent, no agent. It just... it. I'm just a failure. It's fine. No, you're not. You're not a failure well, because you're you're producing work, right? Yeah, but you're doing better I'm than producing work that nobody. I mean, I produced all that work. I have two fucking master's degrees and I didn't do anything with them. So with writing, you know. I, I, mean? I, I have a degree in English from you know top tier college, and I'm making lattes and telling dick jokes. I mean, you know. Right. I, but I'm doing that of my own choosing, and I'm happy with what I'm doing because. I believe in it, right? And I, right. I, and I used to believe in myself, but at this point, I just I, it's hard to keep doing that. I can't really do it anymore because I'm like, if I was going to be famous, I'd be famous. If I was talented, if, if I was legitimately talented, people, someone would have picked me up by now. Well, but there, It can't be that thing that when I was little, my mom's like, everyone's just jealous of you. It's like, no, I'm just mediocre, and I think I'm better than I am. That's no, all. No, it, it's also, I mean, God, how many examples are there of you know people not becoming famous or breaking until... You know, God knows when. Uh, it's you know, it's different for everybody, and you gotta stop looking around at what everybody else is doing because. Well, I just want to get booked more. I so do I. Yeah. I don't get booked on shit, I but I'm you know, at the same time, I'm also not begging and pleading every day for someone to book me. So right. You know, if I'm not putting in that effort of getting a hundred no's, then what am I doing? Mm. Yeah. But right now I've been distracted because I just did the Chicago thing and I've been working on trying to get people to sponsor the night space right. and, uh, you know, do more with high time story time and everything else. So, you know, I've been busy. So it goes in ebbs and flows of, you know, I can only focus on one or two things at a time. So right. it, I've got to just kind of let it go through a cycle. And when I pick it up, I pick it up. And when I put it down, I put it down. Huh. 
It's very zen of you. Yeah, I try. Yeah. Uh, I have not been feeling so zen. Uh, one, because I'm trying to figure out how to get comfortable with the stuff today with the electrical equipment. Yeah, it's a little off. It's, everything's odd. And I've got... Uh, oh, Latoya's here. Yay! So uh, today we're gonna start with a little bit of racist news that my dad... My dad just really enjoys um, we, we sending need, me terrible things. We, we need a hot stinger package for that. Like some sort of dun, 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 racist well, this news. Is, yeah, it's, I know my dad is... I, 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 as we learned last week on the AltaCast, I was raised by racists. I didn't, I didn't realize... I didn't get that, you know? For the longest time, I didn't realize... Um, that I was I was raised by racists, but it makes sense. I mean, I was I was. Oh, you look great today. I should yes. never I should never comment on your beauty though, because that is. Oh, let's stop this PC oh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll comment on your beauty and your boobs whenever I feel like. Okay. It. Good. Yeah. That sounds good. It's the racism shit that's. So this it. is what my dad sends me, and I'm like, I know that you think you're being funny, but I don't. Okay. <laughs> here's here's what it says assailant suffers injury so first he says it's Ford and he says it's always it's the the title of it is it's always good to read a well-written police report oh, God. and then my dad says thanks Joe this is too good not to pass on <laughs> so I get this assailant suffers injuries from fall Orville Smith, a store manager for Best Buy in Augusta, Georgia, told police he observed a male customer, later identified as Tyrone Jackson of Augusta, on surveillance cameras, putting a laptop computer under his jacket. When confronted, the man became irate, knocked down an employee, drew a knife, and ran for the door. Outside on the sidewalk were four Marines collecting toys for the TOTS program. Toys for the Toys for Tots program. Smith said the Marines stopped the man, but he stabbed one of the Marines, Corporal Philip Duggan, in the back. The injury did not appear to be severe. After police and an ambulance arrived at the scene, Corporal Duggan was transported for treatment. The subject was also transported to the local hospital with two broken arms, a broken ankle, a broken leg, several missing teeth, possible broken ribs, multiple contusions, assorted lacerations, a broken nose, and a broken jaw. Injuries he sustained while he slipped and fell off the curb after stabbing the Marine, according to the police report. My dad's a racist! This is just a story of brutality perpetuated on someone who, did he really steal the laptop? Did he really have a knife? Did he really stab someone in the back? I don't believe any of that. I don't, uh, Tyrone Jackson, come on. Tyrone now. Jackson? That is like the classic. That's as bad as like Leroy or, I mean, come on. This is a story of police. <laughs> this is a story of of brutality uh, against a man who, innocent till proven guilty, if you want to arrest the person, arrest him. Don't beat him up on the street. It, this is too good not to pass on. It's always great to read a well-written police report. Can, Two broken arms, a broken ankle, a broken leg, several <laughs> missing teeth, possible broken ribs, multiple contusions, assorted lacerations, a broken nose, and a broken jaw. Because he stole a laptop? Can, can your dad also send the article about the man in Ohio that was going to buy the pellet gun in Walmart and was murdered by the police? 
that story came out about a year ago. Oh my God. Yeah. Tell your dad this in that one. Oh, the guy was black, by the way. Yeah. You know, I, it's here's the, here's the other here's the other. Um, I love how we pick and choose things. This is this is the other racist one my dad sent me. Just Ooh, another yeah. one. Greatest hits. Uh, an open letter to NFL players. You graduated high school. Your teenage years were a struggle. You grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. Your mother was the leader of a family and worked tirelessly to keep a roof over your head and food on your plate. Academics were a struggle for you and your grades were mediocre at best. The only thing that made you stand out, the only thing that made you stand out is you weighed 225 pounds and you could run 40 yards in 4.2 seconds while carrying a football. Wow. Now this really angers me. Okay. Okay. Your best friend was just like you. Except he, except he didn't play football. Instead of going to football practice after school, he went to work at McDonald's for minimum wage. It's just this dripping with racism. Holy you were shit. recruited by all the big colleges and spent every weekend of your senior year making visits to universities where coaches and boosters tried to convince you their school was the best. They laid out the red carpet for you. Your best friend worked double shifts at Mickey D's. College was not an option for him. On the day you signed with Big State University, your best friend signed paperwork with his army recruiter. You went to summer workouts. He went to basic training. It's basically saying, oh. here's what poor black people do. They either go into the and, and, NFL or into the military. Yeah, and then the assumption of like your grades are bad. Yeah. And the assumption of like, oh, you know, you come from a one single parent home. Yeah. And the yeah. also, I mean, just so dripping with stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does your dad know any people of color? No, I don't think so. Besides your ex-husband? I don't I don't think so. Who doesn't count? I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know if they have any. I don't think we never had there were four black kids in our entire high school of 1600 kids or no that was excuse me in my graduating class which had 400 kids there were four black kids that's one percent right i mean I is grew that one percent yeah that's one percent of 400 is i mean four. i grew up with it in an all-white town so i mean i i, I get it well I, well I don't get you the racism the 1%, yeah. yeah so I mean but I also didn't come out ignorant right. as fuck well I'm lucky I mean that, yeah. don't mean to disrespect no, the parents no no no, no. But I mean, they're very disrespectful yeah, my, I, I mean the, he sends me this I think he thinks he's being funny this one he said read to the end it's really good so um, <laughs> is it I, what is, this? is it you spent the next four years living in the athletic dorm eating at the training table you spent your Saturdays on the football field field cheered by adoring fans Tutors attended to your every academic need. You attended class when you felt like it. Sure, you worked hard, you lifted weights, ran sprints, studied plays, and soon became one of the top football players in the country. Your best friend was assigned to the 101st Airborne Division. While you were in college, he was deployed to Iraq once and Afghanistan twice. He became a sergeant and led a squadron of 19-year-old soldiers who grew up just like he did. He shed his blood in Afghanistan and watched young Americans give their lives, limbs, and innocence for the USA. Except that we really didn't have to be in Afghanistan. We really didn't have to be there. Nope. There's no reason to be nope. over there. Nope. We just want the oil and things in oil, 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 oil. Yeah, we tell want the oil. We want to fuck the Russians the out of of the oh, oil poppy fields heroin poppy fields heroin heroin poppy 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 for the NFL players' wives after they've beaten them. You went to the NFL. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry I beat you. I'm sorry I gave you a black eye, honey. Here's some Gucci sunglasses so no one can tell. And it's on tape. And it's on tape. You went, uh, you went to the NFL 
combine and scored off the charts. You hired an agent and waited for draft day. You were signed the first round and your agent immediately went to work, ensuring that you received the most money possible. You signed for $16 million, half of which is guaranteed, although you never played a single down of professional football. Your best friend re-enlisted in the Army for four more years. As a combat-tested sergeant, he will be paid $32,000 a year. Hey, that's not our fault. That's that your... That's the... I don't believe... I don't think we should have a military anyways, but I'm just a naive little dumb flower child. You will drive a Ferrari on the streets of South Beach. He will ride in the back of a Black Hawk helicopter with 10 other combat-loaded soldiers. You will sleep at the Ritz. He will dig a hole in the ground and try to sleep. You will make it rain in the club. He will pray for rain as temperatures reach 110 degrees. That's not our problem. On Sunday, you will run into a stadium as tens of thousands of fans cheer and yell your name. Your best For your best friend, there is little difference between a Sunday and any other day of the week. There are no adoring fans. There are only people trying to kill him and his soldiers. He's killing children too. And every now and then, he and his soldiers leave the front lines and go to the rear to rest. And he might be lucky enough to catch an NFL game on TV. When the national anthem plays and you take a knee, he will jump to his feet and salute the television. That is bullshit. While you protest the unfairness of life in the United States, he will give thanks to God that he has the honor of defending his great country. Motherfucker. First of all, is your dad even a fucking veteran? No, he had flat feet and bad eyes. All right. So he didn't even, he didn't have to, he should have, he was supposed to go to Vietnam, but he was he in bones college bones? and no, he, <laughs> no, he was in college, but he also, he had, he has really bad eyes. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. I know, I know. I don't understand why he's so into the military. I because I'm not into the military. First of all, if, I mean... <laughs> and they keep bringing the military thing up with the NFL thing. I'm like, we've been, we're oppressing black people in both ways. I see, I see this letter as like, Just, look at us continue oppressing black people by putting them into the army or making them run around with balls can, on TV. Can your dad also send the article of Bob McNair, who's the owner of the Texans, who called, um, his, that basically he said, like, he can't have the prisoners running the asylum. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did, uh, any, did you guys hear about that? The one? prisoners running the asylum. And you know who the, the prisoners are? The players. Exactly. Yeah. The black players. Exactly. Why do we hate black people so much? Yeah. Jealousy. Why I don't can know. we? It, I don't why know. do we hate black people? What I, is how? Why? Because we're strong people, and we've been persecuted so long. We're fighters, and we will overcome. And people will never win. We just keep it pushing. I don't know. I don't understand. I, we don't age. I don't. I don't know. know. We can dance. I don't. I, I, <laughs> I don't understand. We're good comedians. Why I the? I don't. We're smart. I don't. I don't get it. Oh, I, 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 actually, that that thing brought up a point about oh, it's not done yet, football but players being dumb. Yes. No. So the, <laughs> the 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 assumption is like the biggest guys are the dumbest guys, which is not right. The centers, the the guys in the front line. Right. Uh, there was an article I read about this. They have to do mental acuity tests. All the football players to figure out what position you're best in. The guys who are the linemen, the biggest guys, have to be the smartest guys because they have to read Strategy. the most cues from not only the, the coaches on the side, but also how the other guys are reacting, like in the nanosecond. Right. right. So they're making calculations all the time in their head. Exactly. So they're smart guys. So this is just there's a bullshit. whole strategy. Yeah, there's a whole strategy that they have to memorize and what have you. And there's plays. The yeah, plays right. is it's it's almost this- like if you if you okay if you want to talk about being out in the field, you know, just like guys in the military have a strategy and have a plan. 
understand you know of you know what to do in combat well we'll take that combat along with when we're on uh, on the field in the game you right. also have to you know, know where you're going you know do the plays correctly not dumb motherfuckers can't do that yeah. shit well here, here's the you thing know. this is wrong on so Can many levels some, yeah. there are so many yeah 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 um here let me repack um Arden doesn't oh, I, share I got my guest pipe. I got my oh, you guest have a guest pipe. pipe. Yeah. We can all have a pipe. Here, just we'll just pull this over. Here. You can put that over for us. Oh, and by the way, um, this is something that they don't allow in the NFL either. Oh, I know. Me. And, and yeah. they've done tests now saying that smoking marijuana before and after concussions actually helps it's protect your brain. brain. It yep. helps the brain juice inside the, the liquid or I mean, something. It cushions the brain oh, in a different way. And if your dad is a Republican, too. Oh, he's such oh, he's, a Republican. Okay. And if, you know, because Republicans like money and to conserve. So let's talk about, and I mentioned this last week, let's talk about how the NFL still owes a lot of these cities money oh my god money for the, the stadiums with the stadiums well, look and at what St. have Louis. you exactly they we have no about that they have week. no team yeah. and they're still paying <laughs> off a stadium that was built in 1994-95 with no team so like let's talk I mean if you want to talk about you know the national anthem stuff let's let's keep it real and let's talk about the money part and sure. the financial yeah, part why are local governments subsidizing private institutions you know right just, well yeah that's here's a great question I'd like to figure out I just don't understand why and shit. they don't they don't want players to have opinions about what's happening. They don't want Negroes in the to have United opinions. States. But there but the, a lot of people are saying, well, it's not that they're because if I was if I was on the field, I would take a knee. If yeah. I had an opportunity, if I had an opportunity to kneel in a large public space and to say, our country is wrong. Trump is an idiot asshole fuckwad who is ruining everything and we're all following suit. B- bringing race, everyone's all of a sudden, everyone's like, we were just pretending we weren't racist for all this time. We were just <laughs> pretending. Because actually, yeah. we're super racist. Oh, we hate women too. Yeah. yeah let's we hate women in. and we yeah. hate black people. No um, gays. No, no gays. gays. We don't like the gays. But, you know, no abortion. So I dressed up last night as um, a cheerleader from the future. And I had um, a coat hanger and I had blood running down my legs because I had to give myself an abortion after I got raped by the football team because it's 2020 and they've revoked my rights. And this is what's going to happen is you're going to have like back alley abortions. People are still going to get abortions. Girls are going to do stupid shit again. They're going to pour Drano in their twat. It's going to be bad news. You know, like this is what high school girls do. Right, you take douches. People will say, "Oh, I know how to get rid of a baby." You get Drano and you put it in your twat. It'll kill you. Jesus. Okay, we're almost done with this article. It's almost done. I swear. (laughs) Wait. Oh, wait. I forgot where we were. Still, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're at God and honoring, defending the country. Uh. The to the players of the NFL. We are the people who buy your tickets, watch your TV, and wear your jerseys. We anxiously, anxiously wait for Sunday so we can cheer you and marvel at your athleticism. Although we love to watch you play, we care little about your opinions until Ooh, you offend us. See, that's you have the absolute right to express yourself, but we have the absolute right to boycott you. We have tolerated your drug use and DUIs, your domestic violence, and your vulgar displays of wealth. We should be ashamed. 
We should be ashamed for putting our admiration of your physical skills before what is morally right. But you have now you have gone too far. You have insulted our flag, our country, our soldiers, our police officers, and our veterans. Your police officers. You know what? Your police That's officers. That's why they're doing it. You know what? Your because police. they're saying they don't agree with it. You know what? I don't agree with it either. And if I had the opportunity what? to be on a worldwide stage to say I don't agree with the fucking shit your that our nation does to us, I do disrespect our nation. I think everything is wrong right now about our nation. I disrespect it. And if they want to too, let them. Motherfucker. Let First them. of all, just police officers, that's the main that's thing the of the protest. Thing. Our bodies don't matter. Our bodies Their lives don't count. Don't matter. Yes. Yeah, not just we bodies, are, but like, we're not worthy of yeah. anything. We're we we're victims, but we are tri- we are treated as criminals when right. we're victims. Well, that was the first thing. The being treated <laughs> as a criminal when that we don't even know if that person who was beat up and lost teeth lost teeth did are you sure that's what happened we don't even know there was no court date there was no that is just saying hey vigilante justice is fine for our soldiers for any person in uniform they can just beat people up willy-nilly fuck you that's not okay i don't i don't it's not okay. You, Why are we like? You know what this also reminds me of, and this is what the NFL is always remind me of, because I this I don't like football because it always reminds me of that Mandingo mentality mm. that goes all. Oh, if you guys mm. don't know about the Mandingo mentality, mm. slaves, like, the slave master, yeah, you big dick, yeah, you big Mandingo, yeah. So the slave masters would, you know, for entertainment, they would pay big Mandingo motherfuckers to fight, oh, or and sometimes awful. they would pay them to fight to the death oh my god i mean and that was something for their entertainment and that's to me what the nfl is it's just now people are finally realizing this i don't know where they've been um but it's and and then that mandingo has he's not supposed to speak he's not supposed he's supposed to just be there at the fight and win and that's it and that's what exactly what the football players remind me of and what the nfl is because the nfl to me is nothing but a plantation anyway and the plantation does not allow people the slaves to talk right well they can't talk anymore because they've gotten so many fucking concussions that they've ruined their frontal lobe and they're like i mean it's the whole concussion thing i don't know they didn't there was a movie that came out about it and people still don't even know and they're like yeah whatever i mean it's it's dangerous Well, because if 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 the truth is really put out there about the concussion thing they would say you can't play football there's just no safe way to do it. There's no possible way to protect against concussions. And yeah, they're but, showing that but even... rugby, they seem to not... They seem to be fine in rugby. Well, because in rugby, you don't go head, right? Because there's no protective gear on your head, you avoid head-to-head contact, right? That's why they've got a lot of broken collarbones oh. in rugby, because they go into the shoulder. In, in football, it's head-on all the time. You're putting your head into their body. Because you like know, a bull, you're yeah. going in with head at first. And because you're trying to take them out at the hips, lower center of gravity, right? Um, and you do head damage, and they've shown that even very few repetitive concussions leads to permanent brain damage. and and also progressive brain damage. It's, yeah. it, it's there's no safe amount of concussions here, right? Is what they're going to show. And so, how do you have a sport where concussion is by default? Right. It's, you know, it's, (laughs) I was reading today about how, with this administration, how it's made so many Americans on both sides, I hate saying that now, fuck, (laughs) on both sides, um, stressed, so stressed out, 
about you know what's going on in this administration especially what happened yesterday now we yeah. got another fucking terrorist attack what I, I was, i've been living i was at the dentist yesterday so I've been oh living yeah in a cave. so so uh one of these inspired guys decided to rent a uh just a pickup what's truck. inspire mean inspired. inspired he was inspired oh, by oh, isis oh, oh, yeah. i thought it was like an but inspire was, guy like i thought it was like a new kind of terrorist like, sorry I, I don't always enunciate oh, okay. uh so he was inspired by isis he decided to rent a uh home depot pickup truck drive it on a bike path down by the World Trade Center, uh, killed eight people, injured a whole bunch more, and then got out with a paintball gun and a pellet gun to do a suicide by cop, but they only wounded him. They didn't kill him. Didn't so kill now him. He, he's given up all sorts of dirt on, uh, like, you know, why he did it and all this stuff. And so... What he, is happening? Wait, what? what? He's it, from Ubes- uh, Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Well. Yeah, Uzbekistan. You know, which is, uh, you know, in there with the Afghanistan and everything else down by... Uh, and he's mad at us. Well, he, okay. he's just mad in general. We'll find out why eventually, I'm sure, but, you know. You know, and then, you know, he came he, he, over... At he the World over. Trade Center, he just drove on yeah, the But he's pad. been here for seven years. Seven years, yeah. So it was only recently he decided to do this. And then I, I heard that also some of his social media kind of were red flags as well to it always is. Uh, why, you know, he did this or what have you. I haven't read about, you know, the whole thing about what it said on his social media. I, but I usually give this about a week before I start reading into the details. Yeah. Because everything, you find out half the reports are false. Or exactly. Misleading. Whatever happened, though, with the whole Las Vegas thing? That seemed oh, to just well, die well, away. Okay, so this is what I'm going to How do we to cover up. that up so quickly? Okay, well, we didn't cover it up. It was a wh- rich white dude, so that's why we don't care that i mean the administration like 59 plus people well died. i mean this is what i was also reading about too because our celebrity in chief is already went off the rails celebrity saying um <laughs> he's already started saying like you know we need to stop vetting and all this you know but but when the las vegas attack happened you know, it's it's too soon to respond. You know, we don't we know. We can't politicize We this. can't politicize it. But after this, 24 hours after this happened in Manhattan. Ban them all. Yeah, exactly. Ban them all. Yeah, it, we're back. talking about vetting and yeah, because wow. he was a Muslim. And so, wow. you know, this is the contrast to what we're seeing with the Las, the Las Vegas shooter and then this lone wolf. Both were lone wolves, by the but way. What we, lone we, wolf gun. What you have to watch out for is because I already heard heard the phrase on the news today. And it's the, the, the phrase that as soon as you hear it, it's already too late, which is in order to protect like attacks in this in the future we're going to have to give up some of our liberties. Ah, no, we they already up. CBS they already this morning said already well, that said it. That was the it. whole thing. Okay, so this is what they said too about this was so funny when the opiate problem happened and all of that is going on. What is the president's response to 68,000 people dying in 2016 of opiate? Just say overdose? no, kids. Just no. say no. No, his answer was <laughs> the answer was actually we need to um, we need to take away patient doctor um, confidentiality because oh, yeah. some of these drug addictions could have been the parents didn't even know. No. The what parents it was didn't is, even know. It was a whole bunch of people. But it, this is but the thing is though is that this is what they got out of it is that they're saying well all these people died so instead of having a state of emergency about the opiate crisis and about fentanyl use and about opiates and the way they're prescribed and all that instead he says no we should we should take away patient confidentiality 
we remove our rights so that yeah. so that parents could know it's no. parents it's the no. parents that are getting high patient yeah. their kids are getting <laughs> the pills from the parents exactly but the thing is if you have patient if you don't have patient confidentiality with doctors yeah. then th- that opens that changes everything I can't seek treatment you can't seek treatment because my for boss anything. will find out right yeah. exactly because uh, my boss will find out or my someone will find out or that uh, they won't pay for it I, it's insane when did fucking rational thought and common sense go out the fucking window in this country I don't it, it's, it seems like it's been going out the window for so long and now with you know going back to the whole terrorist thing now the rational thought is like more war and i know what's going to happen with this well more surveillance more you know more reduction of freedom and that's the thing is that the republicans go yeah that's great i got nothing to hide you hippie weirdos doing your drugs. Yeah, until you, you find out you're a pederast or some shit. Yeah, It's always the most if, vocal, like, you know, conservative guy out were, there going, hey, blah, blah. oh, by the way, he's into S&M and bondage if, and if he's cheating on his wife. Oh, shit. If you weren't such an, an immoral <laughs> slut, you, uh-huh. wouldn't, you wouldn't need to have an abortion in the first place. Right. Right? You, It's, it's the it, morality thing. And if I wasn't a colored person, I wouldn't be robbing and killing people. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't understand this we're so much better than you mentality. Okay, let's finish this this thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shit, where are we? We have told we're not done yet. Okay. We're still here? <laughs> yeah, we're still here. Uh, you've insulted our flag, our country, our soldiers, our police officers, and our veterans. You're living the American dream, yet you disparage yeah, our great country. Good. You know what? Here's the thing, though. Yet you disparage our great country. They get to do that. They're fucking Americans. Yeah. They get to have free speech. Freedom they get of to have speech. Freedom of action. It's number, that's the first one. I but, just, I don't uh, understand. Here's, here's, here's the distinction, right? It's, you have freedom of speech until there are advertising dollars involved. Right. As soon as we can lose sponsor money, fuck your freedom of speech. Exactly. That's how... No, it's all about the green, man. Uh, I am done with NFL football and encourage all like-minded Americans to boycott the NFL as well. Good. National boycott of the NFL watching. Day is Sunday, November twelfth, Veterans Day weekend. Boycott all football telecasts, all fans, all ticket holders, and stay away from attending any games. <laughs> Let them play to empty stadiums. Good. Pass this yeah. along uh, to all your friends and family. Honor our military, some of whom. Have come home with the American flag draped over their coffin. Um, actually, I am very for that. (laughs) I yes, I agree with draining the NFL's pockets. Yeah, absolutely, I do agree with that. There's actually people on the, again, the other side who, after Colin Kaepernick was not able to get on a team, who have been boycotting this year as well. So the irony. If he wants to boycott, hey, you're actually joining the fight, so thank you very much. Yeah, no, I'm I'm down with. I I'm down. There's too much money in the fucking NFL anyway. I I, I finally though, this is the first time I've kind of been like, I respect the NFL now because I'm super down with this taking a knee thing. I love it. No, but I'm they don't. Totally the NFL doesn't like it, though. No, of course they don't. They they, they don't like it. No, the that's why I'm 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 more. I'm glad the players are becoming a little bit more outspoken about it, especially the fact after our celebrity in chief kicked, you know, started ca- called them SOBs. So now, you know, because the, the the kneeling thing was almost dying down, if you notice. Yeah. And then 
uh, Trumpito came out with that bullshit, and then niggas are like, oh, hell no. And now you got Bob McNeil from the Texans who said that, you know, basically called them prisoners, you know. Now it kicked off another slew of, you know, more protests. Right. So, you know, hey. I, oh, by I the way, think we have to get back to the original thing, which is it's about police brutality. Yeah. Yes. And about mass incarceration. No one's a, listening about, to us. It's no. trying to tell you. Yeah. And then now we're making it about this NFL thing, and that's that's the distraction is that like oh look at, I but mean, you know this you know the whole the, him coming out with calling them SOBs was a whole distraction from yeah. which by the way I enjoyed Monday a little bit of the Russia investigation oh, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping I'm I want to gamble on who's going to go to the booty house so the booty house? so we've got Prison. we've got <laughs> So, so thing, house. things are coming because you got to give up the booty because mm-hmm. yeah, that's why it used to be called the pokey. Oh, I call it the booty house. That's yeah, funny, booty the house. That's I, yeah, yeah. I, ho- I think see, Paul Manafort is going to go to. It, maybe because it's um, you know I'm a sexist male, but when I think booty house, I think the strip club. <laughs> oh, oh, that's in prison. So, um, speaking <laughs> of um, rampant misogyny, yay, um, daddy. I've got, Walking here, it's a book. Walking here the other day, um, I unfortunately came by on 20th Street. It said another senior evicted by the Ellis Act, and there were some great books. Well, there was this cookbook called Elsie's Cookbook by Elsie the Cow. Elsie the Cow, um, and her and her husband, who is such a jerk. Um, so Elsie the cow. This is written in like the fifties, and it it's it's pretty. It, I mean, this is how it, it opens. I'll just read the opening to you because it's nineteen fifty-two. To Elmer, who enjoys most of the meals I prepare, but who never praised anything I ever cooked. Most women, I think, really love to cook, to try new recipes on their family and friends, but two things take much of the fun out of it for us. One, we don't get enough applause. Two washing the dishes if anyone if anybody ever produces a book entitled cooking without dishwashing that contains the answer he can make a million dollars i'd get up at dawn to stand in line to buy one of the one of the first copies and i'm sure you'd be there too right behind me i know of course there are electric dishwashers in our home however and probably in yours dishes are still cleaned by people washers and that means you and me Meantime, there's a challenge in the kitchen that none of us can deny, and there is pride. And if we have to take our praise mostly out of watching the hearty appetites enthusiastically at work, let's take it for granted when we're taken for granted. There are two basic questions left. What shall we cook and how? Okay, so that wasn't as... as, This isn't... Oh, here we go. This is is nonsense, then you said. There'd be talking... There's a part that the men just constantly... um, When the wheelwrights came to me a long time ago asking that I do a cookbook, I said I just couldn't write one. There just didn't seem to be time. And besides, using a typewriter has always been a beastly job for me. Oh, damn. Uh, Nonsense, they said. You've been talking recipes for years. A cookbook is just putting the talking on paper. And then, uh, and we'll see that you have help. And at first I was scared because printing is so final. You can talk a mistake, discover and apologize, but make one error that falls into the clutches of a printer and you've made thousands on thousands of errors that can never be corrected. I read this earlier and there was some really, really, really great stuff in here about it. It's so 
Um, LCR sounds like a bored housewife. She is. She sounds programmed like a motherfucker. But it's all about like. Is she on Quaaludes? Uh, no, it's, <laughs> she's a cow. Uh, uh, Elmer. Xanax. Good evening. <laughs> peering into the pot. Good evening, dear. Elsie. Good evening. And tomorrow night, I think I'll stay in the kitchen and have dinner meet you at the front door. I gotta serve his ass too. Oh, yeah, hell it's, it's, no. it's just all about like. I mean, it's nineteen fifty-two. It's making and they, America great again. Well, they assume <laughs> that all women are just in the home cooking all day for their families, and that's yeah. all they're doing. That's why I fucking hate that decade. I hate the fifties. I hate that bullshit. I don't. I mean, I'm so glad I wasn't there around that time. Just like the misogyny, the sexism of like, and just even looking at some of the advertising of that day too. Yeah. All you know toward women especially was just basically household appliances yeah that was it you can see there's a picture of a cow with a she's just constantly pleasing her husband who's never happy well well, the advertising was to women to ask their man to get the thing right Right. yeah that's how oh honey i need this new rubbermaid uh, tupperware bullshit what was it? Ugh. Oh, this. Okay, so it, there was one of them that was. God, it was so funny because it's. You know, he's such a cow. jerk to her. I, I was thinking about this earlier when we were talking about this. It would suck to live in the 1950s. You know, it, guys think, oh well, that would be perfect because my wife would be doting and just have dinner ready. No, because what the fuck no. are you gonna talk to her about? No. All you're gonna do is be. She all she does is ask you. So how was your day? And you're just talking to yourself at that yeah. point. <laughs> and she's going, uh huh, uh huh. Uh-huh. It's like goddamn. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, because you already know probably what her day is gonna be like. Unfortunately, well, you're 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 a man. You're not gonna ask what her day yeah. is like. I don't know? care. Yeah, my life is a little bit more. Now fetch my slippers and martini. Yes. So here's this is this is like a little. Okay, Pam, pass on. You're you're putting words you're putting you're putting words in my mouth. Protested Elmer. Women are forever doing that to a man. And all and all I said was we need to keep um, we need to keep just as broke with a budget as when we when we didn't have one. This is so confusing. And I and all all I said was we. Seem to keep just as broke with a budget as when we didn't have one. That's not so, said Elsie. We have to control our money now more than ever. And the fact is that having a budget helps keep us from overspending. Ha, snorted Elmer. Budgets are fakes. When we run low on money in the food department, we eat the clothes budget. And if you need cash for pillowcases, isn't that the household box? You st- and it isn't in the household box. You steal it from entertainment. Who's kidding who? Whom, said Elsie primly. That doesn't happen often. What does happen too often is the sudden extravagances we get into. You don't mean we, Elmer said glumly. You mean me. When do I ever waste money? Well, said Elsie, I hate to bring this up, but there are a number of fishing supplies in this month's charge account from the big store. Do we really need them? That depends, said Elmer sheepishly. If we are going to enjoy ourselves on our vacation this year, we have to have things like that. Aren't they a part of our vacation budget? Elsie smiled. If you put it that way, perhaps you're right. I'll have to remember it when I get a couple of new summer dresses, a new hat, new gloves, and a new handbag. They're for our vacation, too. Hey, wait, interrupted Elmer. You can't call those vacation expense their clothes. Can't I? asked Elsie. She was thoughtful for a moment. I know, she went on. We'll take it out of entertainment. Actually, it is entertainment expense, after all. Elmer stared. We'll take it out of entertainment. Entertainment? Who's entertainment? The men we may meet. 
Elsie said sweetly. Oh, shit. You wouldn't notice if I wore a birdcage hat, but other men do. This is so weird. She's saying she needs to have clothes so other men will appreciate the way that she looks. So yeah. she's Ooh, that's sad. That's but we still do that too. Anyways, I've been <laughs> oh, I've been trying I've been reading through this and I've been having fun, but maybe it's just more fun in my head because it's like so It sounds very programmy. It's it's so programmy. It's, it's, and it, the and the food in it is kinda gross. Like we'll just take it out food of the Food back then used to be really disgusting. Like it's funny like how they boil. There's a thing. There's, they're talking about cooking like scallops, and they boil the scallops in white wine. I'm like, I would never boil scallops. You would sear them to get the nice little crispy crust on them, and, and then it says, take the scallops and then cut them in fourths. Why would you take big, beautiful scallops and cut them into fourths? That's so dumb. Anyways, they were stupid back then. <laughs> but it was post World War II. Yeah, and, and it's and when the Korean War actually. Was it, it was during the Korean War. Oh wait, one of those invisible wars that don't really count. <laughs> like Afghanistan or whatever. We're not really at war. We're just in operations, skirmishes or whatever. It's like, it, you know, we we consider we still haven't called anything World War Three. But what world? What war are we on? Do you know what I mean? Like, we, there's so many going around. There was around. the Great War or World War One, World War Two. And there was never Nam. World War Three. No, because Vietnam was Vietnam. I know, I know. Korea the Korean War was a Korean War. <coughs> Gulf War. Was, then we, we said it was the Gulf War. Yeah. I was talking with somebody about this the other day. I said, we're involved in more conflicts right now than probably at any other time. But we're not in a war. And we're not killing mass numbers of people. But we're depl- displacing huge amounts of humanity. Yep. And we have more refugees now than at any other time. Even during World War II, yeah, we have more no, refugees. We haven't taken any of them because we're assholes. Well, it's just, what are we going to do? Syrians, three well, million Syrians. No, no, no. We could all, what well, could we do? Well, what could no, we be but, the richest but, nation but, in the world? I think but, everyone should have a, if we can have couch surfers, every but, single person should have a my, Syrian on my, the couch. My, my, Pam, my point being, the world economy cannot handle it. Right, we're heading towards a huge economic crisis very soon. Well, if, if oh, Americans totally. didn't feel like yeah. they needed so much shit, we'd be fine. Well, I no, mean, it's not that. It's, it's, it's that. feeding, clothing, housing, all those things. The you fundamental have so things. Dis- yeah, you have so many yeah. displaced people. Yeah. Because what uh, I'm saying is you- that motherfuckers that just spent a million dollars on 400 square feet up in Valencia, they can bring a fucking Syrian refugee in. They're, if we didn't, if we didn't need so much, and we didn't, we weren't so precious, you know, our fucking Americanism, we could do something. Well, about Canada it. has been really good about taking in a, a lot of refugees, especially Syrian refugees uh, and uh, a lot of Somalian uh, refugees, because there's conflict going on there right now. And we haven't done, but fuck we're, all. but we, again, we're a good old-fashioned racist country. You know, we're afraid of brown people, man. And you know, so. You, the, and during the Obama administration, they were trying to lengthen how many refugees we could take in, but um, 10 million with the, uh, or excuse me, uh, 10,000 right. was the number yeah. uh, because is, we still have the three million. Syrians and Europe's getting displaced. tore up right now. With yeah. now you have like a lot of uh, far right groups coming out, just like here, you know, coming out and some of them are winning elections because again the europeans over there are afraid of the brown people as well everything is so yeah. in flex but the, in flux, it, it, it just keeps going around though they're we're afraid of the brown people and so yeah. we displace them and we don't give them and access to stuff and then they get angry because they're like why don't why aren't we people and you know the scary thing about it is it's only really one man bashir yeah. it's this one dictator 
but I mean, there's several, but Bashir, I don't know how. This is when I believe in like taking a motherfucker out seriously. As many, how, he killed so many of his people, and now so many of his people are displaced. And now this is by this point, it's not even just economic. There's the fact of disease and what have you. Uh, uh, Syria is there's still quite a few number of people, you know it. But some of those people know that they have to keep the fuck out, you know. And it it's, is it a is it a religious question? Is it is it? Wh- why? It's just this guy is a fucking crazy motherfucker dictator who's just been killing his own people, cleansing. Because it, cleansing. But what makes them what makes them different? Is it the religion, or is uh, it just they don't have enough money, or? I mean, somebody look up. I can look it up. Like the. What like if Syrian explain conflict. Syria explain explain the Syrian conflict for dummies? All right, right, so well it it gets more complicated because there are a lot of in, in interested parties that are now involved right. So in that's the conflict. what it's, it's opposing government. So and basically, so it's if you create the power vacuum by removing Assad right now, it's going to be a fucking free for all nightmare. You know, times a million plus ISIS. Uh, but if you continue to leave them in there, it's just going to be more of this siege warfare bullshit. It's it, basically what it is. Okay, is, ten simple points to help you understand yes. the Syria conflict. It's a multi-site. Bullet-pointed list. Can't be wrong. Bully, bully, but Syria is messy, violent, and almost impossible to understand. This won't make you an expert, but it'll sure help. Thanks. <laughs> One, Syria. Place. <laughs> yeah, a country smaller than the state of Victoria with almost the same exact population as Australia. 22.5 million to our 23 million. I think that this is... This is an Australian article. <laughs> right, this is Australian. Which borders Turkey, Iraq, Jordan, Israel, and Lebanon. Syria has both deserts and fertile areas and is steeped in history dating back to biblical times. Two. The Syrian regime. The Syrian civil war is a conflict between its long-serving government and those seeking to boot it out of office. The Assad family has held power in Syria since 1971. First, it was Hafez al-Assad, then Bashar al-Assad. Unlike many regime leaders in the Middle East Middle, the Assad family is not religiously extreme. They are Alawites, a relatively obscure branch of Islam, which is not particularly hardline. So the people have not been protesting against hardline Islamists, as happened in other countries which participated in the Arab Spring uprisings. But people are still angry at their government. As Roger Shanahan points out, what they're angry about is the failure of long-promised economic and political reforms. Three. The civil war begins. Roger Shanahan said the catalyst was the jailing on March 6, 2011 of some children who painted anti-regime graffiti. Some were killed in detention, and this led to public protests which spread around the country fueled by the failure of the government to punish the perpetrators. Another theory says the war started with demonstrations which mirrored those in neighboring countries and which soon led to a security crackdown. In April 2011, the Syrian army fired on demonstrators and protests became a full-scale armed rebellion. Wow. So, so it was happen here. March 6th and April. It was 
okay, so it was spring of 2001. The rebellion grows. By July 2011, the Free Syrian Army, FSA, had formed. As Dr. Shanahan explains, the FSA never existed before that. Local areas formed their own militias with the aim of toppling the government without any coordination or centralized command or control, he said. The militias were a combination of local area tribal groups, deserters from the military who had been conscripted despite holding anti-government beliefs, and disaffected locals. Then a combination of jihadists, some from Syria, some from elsewhere, joined the FSA. Some even came from far away Caucasus region, Caucasus. It's like Caucasian, but without the right words. Were accused of Boston bomber Dokovar Tsarnev, originally hailed from. So in other words, you had genuine Syrian freedom fighters joined by people with their own Islamic agendas. Because the FSA was underarmed and undermanned, they had little choice but to form a loose coalition with the new volatile kids on the revolutionary bloc. Okay, I get it. So it came out of like, protest. screw this, we don't like this dictatorship, we want some democracy, you've murdered some children, we don't like it, we're done, you fired on us, we're done. And then they were so disorganized and, and not together, and so without an agenda, like, oh God, now we're fighting the government, that the Islamic radicalists from other countries were like, we can help you. And they were like, what are we going to do? We need the help. And so that's then why they we haven't kind of got together. That's why we haven't did anything with uh, Assad because right. we're trying to get rid of ISIS, which ISIS has helped those people. So the ISIS helped of- the FSA. Yeah. So we so we went in and we started picking and choosing tribal groups and we started backing them independently, right, to further muddle the whole fucking thing. So we, uh, so this has all happened before we got in. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna get to where we. So get now in. we got to get to when we start fucking around and when Russia starts fucking around. Right. Oh yeah, because Russia's yeah. Come, because come we on, picked Russia. a side, they picked a side, and we're fighting a proxy war, baby. Yeah. That's so crazy. So, pretty soon, bad guys on both sides are killing civilians. Uh, the way it's been depicted the last couple years, you get the impression the rebels are Robin Hood and his band of merry men, no. and that all they want is freedom and justice for all, but that couldn't be further from the truth. His... Um, Father Dave illustrates his point with a communication he had with a Syrian woman, which he published on his blog. The woman's name is Ginwa, and she wrote a text. The situation is very bad now in Lakakia province. Seven Alawite villages were massacred. We know about the killing of 136 villagers, all killed on sectarian bases. A friend of mine lost 21 members of his relatives. All of my friends who were documenting documenting the name and events of massacres in Latkia against Alawites are now being threatened to be killed by FSA and Al-Nurusa terrorists. On TV, we were shown something different. It is only a propaganda. They're trying to say Alawites are not being killed or displaced. The truth is being hidden by mass media. This is sick. My sister is now very ill. I guess part of her illness is caused by sadness. We are afraid. A quick recap. Alawites are the ethnicity of the ruling family. The fact that they were allegedly being killed by rebel groups suggests the rebels are not all angels. Okay. So then, so you've got tribes that happen to be the same as the ruling class, and so then they're getting massacred Mm -hmm. because they're 
part of the part of the same tribe of the, the yeah. people who are in charge, and so they say, yeah. "Well, you're clearly with the people in yeah, charge." Yeah, so we're gonna yeah. though they they could not be. They might not be yeah, not at all. Just, they're just just chilling, doing whatever. And, yeah. And that so the, and those are some of the people that have left. The three million people that have been mm-hmm. displaced yeah. are that because they're ah. Oh, Civilian casualties. There are accusations accusations of atrocities on both sides. Um, we should believe some of them absolutely. There's no accurate information, but it's nasty, horrible civil war with people on both sides getting killed. Uh, Dr. Shanahan says the evidence that the opposition car bombs have killed countless civilians in the name of taking out one government target. But there are equally distressing reports that government soldiers executed civilians. Others, shockingly, were executed for taking a moral stance and failing to follow orders to execute civilians. Like we said, it's a bloody mess, literally. The death toll of the war is now said to be well over 100,000. This was written in 2016. So there's more. Yeah. (laughs) There's more. Yeah. Uh, The president's wife... Allow us to break up this tale with the story of the president's wife. Her name is Asma al-Assad, and she was raised in Britain by Syrian parents. She's smart, glamorous, and she worked as an investment banker before meeting her future husband in Britain in 2000, just months before he became president. In March 2011, the American version of Vogue magazine ran a long, glowing profile of Asma al-Assad. Talk about bad timing. The story was soon removed from Vogue's website, and the journalist who wrote it tried to cover her tracks by penning a separate story elsewhere titled First Lady of Hell. Even as the Civil War rages, the Assad family remains popular with many middle-class Syrians, especially urbanized Sunni Muslims, said Dr. Roger uh, Shanahan. They still prefer him to the opposition. So they'd rather have... So they call him a president, but he's just... He's a dictator. Yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah, he's basically a dynasty. Right. Yeah. It's like kings and queens, and, yeah. but he's the president. But he wasn't... No, he had people killed. That's what started oh, yeah. this all, is yeah. that he yeah. was having people killed. Yeah, the kids. Yeah. The yeah. kids died, and then they, they shot on civilians at a protest, yep. and everyone said, uh-uh. And, then, right. and there was a lack of communication with, you know, the anti-Bashir. So, so it was a civil war, but it's like a bunch of disparate groups... It's like civil's war. It's like, yeah. it isn't like, the, it's not the North against the South. Right. It's like the Northwest, North, South, East, Everywhere. all of them, but all of it against one guy. Well, no, it's more like if Brooklyn decided to say, fuck Manhattan, but Brooklyn was, you know, the Hasidic Jews, the, you know, the, the uh, Williamsburg hipsters, that these are like all these different groups that decided individually, well, fuck that, but they each hate each other and they're just right. like, well, oh, fuck that guy down over there too. So it's a, it's like civil war where everybody can be killed. Any yeah. side, anywhere, it's any person purge. for no yeah. reason. It, it's it's the just purge. like everybody, fuck it, we're all just going crazy. It's the purge. Why are they, this is, what? What what would make the thing is you can't come to a peace agreement because there's too many what, people no. want too but many this things. This is what happens when you're under a dictatorship since 1970. Yeah, this is what happens. This it's, is the there was the, it's the boiling point and the protests and that, you know the point it started off with just the protests. It's a thing. It started off with so something so simple and then but the the um, Bashir did not like that. Yeah, he said. And what so are you doing? And, and then and then it snowballed right. into. 
And then ISIS comes in, it doesn't make anything we better. Even, yeah. We haven't even gotten ISIS yet. Refugee held. The United Nations estimates more than 1.5 million refugees have now fled Syria. And it's a year later, so. Right. Father David Smith visited several camps across the border in Lebanon, a country whose population. Who's this of, Father David Smith? It's, it's yeah, a guy. At the, these guys so, at the top. Sounds this creepy. Is, so we spoke to Dr. Roger Shanahan, former peacekeeper in Syria and non resident fellow at Lowry Institute for International Property. And Father David Smith, a Sydney Anglican print priest who this year traveled to Syria on a humanitarian mission. Uh, so that's who that guy is. So this is uh, 4.3 um, across the border from Lebanon, a country whose population of 4.3 million is bulging with the influx of a total of nearly 2 million Palestinian and Syrian refugees. Christ. Yep. Four, yep. They're, they had 4.3 million in their country, and they have an extra... That's, wow. That's why I'm saying we're headed for an economic collapse pretty soon. The camps I saw were deeply impressive, said Father Dave said. Every Palestinian family took in two, maybe three Syrian families. See, look at that. They're in a fucking tent city and they're taking each other in. And we're in we're in the richest country in the world. And we're like, nope, can't have a Syrian sleep on my couch. Uh, these included... That's okay. We're killing ourselves. Polygamous families, which represented a whole Give new problem. Oxy. You got oh, my This oxy. is crazy. <laughs> Every Palestinian family took in two, maybe three Syrian families. These included polygamous families, which presented a whole new problem. Uh oh. The wives often lived in separate houses in Syria, but now they were not just under the same roof, but sleeping on the same floor. The domestic violence and rape problems are enormous. I was deeply uh -huh. impressed with the camp and the people running it. <gasps> Chemical yeah. weapons. We're almost done, guys. Just... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, just to unleash the chemical weapons attack, which killed hundreds of children, children. and other civilians. Oh. And why? UN weapons inspectors arrived uh, with a mandate to find out. And when they do, it will affect what the world does next. But they must have found out. They already figured it yeah. out. It was the Syrians. And it, the only thing we did was. Which we Syrians? It. Was it the government guys? It was the government. Yeah, and the they Bashir. Al Assad. He's Assad. fucking nuts. He, he, yeah. That's the reason you need to take him out of power because he's gassing yeah, his own people. Yeah. So, I remember when that happened because yeah. I remember that they made comments uh, and the, it was the from the White House the comments were so dumb that well, they were trying to turn it into they made it like a Nazi thing and it's like they're gassing so, yeah. their own people it, it, the, the Germans didn't even gas their own people oh wait uh, uh, yeah. yeah no that so comment. that that was stupid but what happened was uh, so they gassed them once under Obama I remember that yes. and then Obama he was kind of trying he was trying to play all sides and he got backed into a corner so he couldn't do anything yeah, but then Trump being Trump he was like well yeehaw and <laughs> he, he launched so many fucking cruise missiles at the air base that apparently yes. launched the strike that was this year and, and that was this year but then that was the end of it. So they stopped gassing, I guess, because they, they figured out that, you know, Trump is a cowboy. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and, and this is why one of the reasons why um, uh, Obama got, you know, when he got backed into a corner, because half of Americans did not want to get involved in yeah. another war. But also but this is the Republicans use this strategy to get into office as well yeah. because like you know they called him a started calling him a pussy and shit yeah. like that and i'm like this nigga got like fucking he got uh what's his face uh from al-qaeda he got yeah, yeah. They, so, but, so but they forgot about that no everyone forgets how about everything we, so how do you how do you get rid of the dictator you just got to kill him right what are the well, navy no, seals but, doing but then well. there's a little russia yeah, you can forget that the Russia. Russia's backing Assad right now, and mm -hmm. they're they're the ones supplying him with all sorts of nasty arms and things. Uh, they're also the ones allowing him to fly all the barrel bombs in the city. 
and indiscriminately kill people by the block. Right. You know, uh, so but why would you want to kill your own people? Well, because that's his way of keeping power is to keep everybody Control. fucking f- afraid. Fear. Right. But what's their? I mean, what do they do to make money? If every if he's bombing his people, he, what do they? Oh, not the goddamn thing, really. Do what? they like what they make falafel or what? what are all they, dictatorships do. He, they, 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 they. He's been taking money. They've been they taking money. They money. They do all sorts of crazy yeah, stuff. They, yeah, but they, how are the people living? Are they farmers? Like, what are they doing? No, I mean, Damascus is a yeah. old city, so yeah. it was I know, Damascus. Is, oh, Damascus is yeah. in Syria. Yeah, exactly. Because I know about. It's, I'm white, so in the Bible, Damascus yeah. is all right. Over the Bible. I mean, and then also it was a metropolitan city, yeah. but now it, it's now it's, it's a, a war zone. It's yeah. So I mean, well, that that's the other thing. It's you know, once these conflicts end, it doesn't matter because there's nothing to go home to. Exactly. There's no place. So it, the the humanitarian crisis that we're seeing, it's only going to get progressively worse. Absolutely. Because once once the people are able to flee, truly flee, when the war is over, the, it, you know, you'll That's see a mass exodus. That's what the Brexit was about. Yeah. I mean, you've already is seen... Is the Brexit the, was about yeah, Syria? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was... Yeah. It was all It was, was, it was, it was a dog whistle for, you yeah. know, no browns in our country. Exactly. Exactly. That's how Brexit... And now look at the economy in the UK. So now you're seeing the demise of some of these uh, right-wing legislation, and especially in Eastern Europe, those motherfuckers are racist as fuck. Like, they are like, we do not want any of you. Like, there's even video of Syrians like trying to run across the border, I believe, um, from uh, the Ukraine. And you have these Ukrainian people beating the fuck out of these Syrians, like there's like some serious racial issues going on over there with all the refugees, I, and, I just, and I staying can't. in the camp. It's 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 making its it's it's making its mark in Europe, you it's, know. And then, and then here crazy. and then there's the terrorism. You have the bombings that happen in Paris, the bombings that happen in Manchester. You got, I mean, so you've got, and they're blaming and the jo- Syrians. Well, no, 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 no. So this is where the ISIS people come yeah. in. Okay, so I so, put that in. I said, explain yeah, Syrian this is the conflict. ISIS. ISIS. The whole Syria and ISIS conflict explained so simply. This, that's 2015, though. That's that's too far, Maybe too 2017. long ago. You can sort by date on that thing. I'm going to say 2015. But, I um, mean... Yeah, no, it, they... And it's it's blaming these refugees who are actually trying to escape ISIS. Yeah. It's That's the other part. Like, the people, the ones that are escaping... ISIS are like, oh no, we're trying to get away from them too. So you have uh, uh, Bashar and ISIS that they're running away from. Yeah. You know, oh, I so. see how many different. I mean, this is. I've heard about Aleppo. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, that, it, that's it's, not a place anymore. No, it's not a place. No, just, I mean everything's just blown up. I mean, everything. Yeah. yeah, that was and Aleppo was this year. Yeah, it's like just getting so bad, and it's it's Raqqa. Raqqa and, uh, wow, I'm yeah. looking at a picture here. Oh, wait, is that Iraq? I this is see, we're, we're this is yeah, blowing up so many places. Yeah, because there's also Iraq that we're still doing in yeah. Afghanistan. Well, this is I'm looking at a picture of well, because we're trying to get all the cities that have ISIS and Niger now. now and uh, I, this is crazy. I'm looking at a picture of what used to be a city. Um, yeah. Yep. I mean, it's it's it is it's actually crazy. that's actually kind of like turning into a civil. I mean, not civil war, but a world war. 
three. Yeah, that that's my point. Is we're living World War Three. We're just not waking up to it yet. Yeah. Because that's what this because is. you know, hey, I still get my iPhone and my you know my my new computer and you know my paycheck comes every week. Once you know people start realizing, oh no, nothing's stable anymore. That's when it becomes a full right. blown like. But you but you have over here. You have these copycat motherfuckers. Oh yeah. Uh, that are uh, like claiming ISIS. I'm like nigga, you are all the way in Arizona. <laughs> Right. Okay, you are not ISIS. Well, I mean, it's because now, now you can read stuff online, and you right. can say, "Oh, well, you know what? My life wasn't so great anyway." It's like the alt right people. Yeah. Exactly. Now, it, you tune into the thing where it's like, you know what? They're they're saying I'm, I'm marginalized and I'm victimized and all. I'm these lost. Things. I'm lost, <laughs> but, and this will make me feel powerful, and this will make exactly. me feel good. Exactly. Off the fucking me- off the social media. Yeah. People like, killing people. I just I. I shooting guns at them and wanting them to die that's hard for me to like wrap my brain around because I'm like such a delicate little flower well, I don't um, but I mean that's there are some people I do wish death on but they're evil people <laughs> well, and if I say Dick Cheney come on it's time for that other heart attack he's a bad dude <laughs> uh, this has been uh, I'm, I'm thank you guys for helping me with the Syrian conflict I didn't I I've known about it, but I didn't really. A lot know of yeah, a lot of Americans about know no about idea. it, but they don't know the death of why it's going yeah. on, yeah. and they're just seeing right. one side of like, oh, it's just a bunch of Muslims running around, and you know, one of them might be an ISIS. Ooh. Well, for a while, but it's not. For a while, it was really clear, like, okay, it's about Assad, right? right. We, we were all like, oh, we need to get Assad out, but then once ISIS moved into the whole rebel movement, it was like. Well, we got to deal with ISIS. Well, what about Assad? Well, we'll get to him. And that's when Russia right. came and in. And then Russia's like, yes, we will get involved. We like dirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we are fucking with America right now. Yeah. You shall see. So, <laughs> yeah, there, you know. Uh, Russia is a really fucked we, up place, by the I'm way. I'm scared. I'm, I, I was scared of Russia they? before, and then I wasn't scared of Russia, and now I'm scared of Russia again. Yeah. Red Dawn! Wolverines! <laughs> Russia's like, they are fucking... They're like so. Why are they mean? It's why? cold, man. It, yeah, I just don't understand why people There's hate each other. There's some hateful motherfuckers, like y'all, and, and they really hate. They really hate gays over there. Oh, I mean, yeah. you want to talk about some gay haters for real? They kill them. They like it's, push it's them crazy. off buildings and shit. I'm like, why don't you guys just drink vodka and have a good t- smile? I, I don't understand. How many Russian why? comedians do you know? R- rather than that Yako Shmirnov. No, I, I know a couple. There's um, and they, the, Boris Shakurko was born in Russia. And okay, he's, good. There's another one, Renata. Renata Roskaskaskava. She's Russian. She's real cute. There's another one. There's um, good Yuri. Kagan, there's um, our other buddy. Uh, but 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 pants. they're pants. but they're Americanized. Oh, well, they're uh, not. Pants. Yeah. Pants. Uh, Gene. Gene Field. Gene Field. I mean, they're pants. not. They're not from Russia. I mean, r- I mean, like they're not still living in Russia. They've been Americanized. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and Zarina uh, Zabrinsky, she's also Russian, but she's a bad, she's a badass. She she can tell you all about Russia. She's like does not agree with that government. At well, exactly. All. That's why left. a lot they of the left. ones that had escaped Russia are moving here or. El, yeah. Other other places yeah, as well. For, you know it's, that they're they're holding their billionaires hostage, right? Oh, totally. They won't let them leave with their money. <laughs> no, they won't. That's crazy. Uh, so we're going and to now switch we're gears, involved, <laughs> and we're going to move on to um, watching the comedy submissions. Hooray! So, uh, Something lighthearted or more yeah, tragic. Well, thumbs we'll up, see. thumbs down. So yeah, we're, we get to play Cisco and Ebert. 
We were just yeah going through them for the first watch, uh, and th- thus far there's only been one like rural stinker from last week. Um, but we try to be nice. <laughs> Pam, you know, I put mine in last week. No, no, it wasn't. No, <laughs> no I still haven't submitted week. yet, so I got to get on that. And you should too. You should submit. Hey, Pam, how do we submit to the thing this year? Uh, you go. To, it's it's on the form site. I actually need to put it on the front of the of the website, and I. You I, want me to fix that for you? I it? haven't. Um, I put it somewhere though. It should be somewhere. Well, you should still go to mutiny.com and donate. Mutiny.fm. Yeah. yeah. Mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm. But uh, and I've been putting it all over all over the Facebook. So um, the Facebook. It's but it's a form site that uh it's yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll 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 put the linky link on the thingy thing. And by the way, uh, your audition tape should be like kind of clear, don't right. no fuzzy. Yeah, yeah just... people have been crazy. It's like send send us something good, you know. Right. Like uh, here we go. This one is from Levi Manis, and let's see where he's from. Let me look. I'm really disorganized. Seattle. He's a Seattle oh, right. comedian. Yeah, Seattle. Levi Manis. He's been on Bumper Shoot. That's cool. Here we go, Levi. Kid Rock. Auditioning for Castaway. (laughs) I live my life the same way I was born. By accident. and behind Arby's. (laughs) A lot of my friends listen to EDM, but I listen to EDMB, Electronic Dave Matthews Band. It's awful. (laughs) The longer that my hair and my beard gets, the more afraid of fire I become. (laughs) Because this beard is the only thing that's keeping me from looking like Macaulay Culkin. I was homeschooled, (laughs) which explains why all of my report cards said, get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) I named my penis mom. because it's always embarrassing me in front of my friends. (laughs) I've always been jealous of that little boy from The Shining 
because at least his dad took an interest in him. <laughs> Did you know that when your name is Richard, every selfie is a dick pic? I gave a motivational speech. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> I gave a motivational speech at a suicide support group. It killed. <laughs> All one-liners. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. I wish I had the ability to ejaculate fabric softener. My socks would be so soft. <laughs> Two birds, one load. Every exit is an emergency exit when you have to take a shit. Yeah. Cut that bitch's drink off. Oh my god. My reverse psychologist told me to be myself. The other day, this guy, he was trying to sell me a coffin. And I said, come on, man. And that's the last thing I need. She would I think her. that when it comes to yeah. leading by example, Jesus nails it. My mom hates that joke. <laughs> just want to be heard. I had my identity stolen, but it was returned when they found out who I was. <laughs> when I make breakfast in bed for someone, all I expect in return is a thank you. I don't need to hear, who are you and how'd you get in my home? Just yeah. eat your fucking Frosted Flakes. <laughs> this is our home now.
I invented a new sex position for lesbians. What? It's called the safety scissor. What? Oh, God. And it's just like She's a regular scissor. Running. Except for I watch to make sure it's safe. Ah! <laughs> I think we can agree that he's fine. He's, 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 he's. Right, moving on. This is the person we know, so we. This isn't like America's who's, who's dancing, but. Yeah. 
I think that we can. I just like the basketball one. Yeah, the basketball joke was funny. But the thing is that she gave me four minutes and 57 seconds, which the first minute wasn't even... She was just dancing, which was funny, but you gotta it's do a not, I mean, rule. you're applying for a festival. So it wasn't, it wasn't even a five, I asked for a five to 10 minute video. So it was almost five minutes, but it wasn't five minutes of jokes. It was five minutes with a minimum of dancing and, and then people cheering, people cheering. I, I, the whole thing is like what I'm looking for in these is I want to be able to see that this person is going to, one of the mistakes I felt last year is that there were a couple people that did their same set three times. That's not the type of person I want to have at the festival. I'm not having them here so they can do their 10 minutes that they do all the time in three different shows. That's It's not like that. It's supposed to be that they all have themes and they're all different and I want to see people just having, I, I mean, every sh every different, you know, if you have a 12 minute set be every versatile. time, I want to see it be different every time. Yeah, I want to, because like, so I have the all animals show, like I can do 12 minutes on cats, I hope there's other people that can do, and that's why I have the animal show. Like, you got a dog, you got a cat, you try to talk about it. And maybe you don't have a full 10 on it, but we're gonna work it out for that show. But I just, I wanna see people who want to expand themselves, you know, even more. Cause, so I'm looking for people that have at least 30 minutes of material. Or, you know, that, or that, or that aren't afraid aren't afraid to do hell hat or aren't afraid to like have improvisationally based things. Cause you know, I have a bunch of those. I've got yeah. hell in a handbasket. I've got hell hat. I'm, I'm into this whole sort of like make it up as you go along sort of thing. I, I'm down with that. So if some people, you only have 20 minutes or, but, but that's kind of what we're like right. looking for is someone who's, so you can tell in that video that she's very, very new. Yeah. Uh, Oh, so we already did this one last time. Ginny Hogan had a great one. Julia Ramos also. We remember her from oh, last yeah, week. Funny. Jeremiah Coffin. Andy Picaro was amazing last week. We were... We were a little bit... Bob Lieberman, we were... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, kind of had, like, the dad stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. And... Unfortunately, he did material that is kind of some of the only things I've seen him do when I've seen him around. So, um, this is funny. He said, P.S. the mutiny button only allowed $5, so I donated twice. Aww. That's so great. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Okay. Because I, cause I, I tell all people to mutiny. <laughs> I'm so janky. You guys know this. You know me. I mean, come on. I'm here. Our technology. Okay, this is Daniel Dagris. So recently, that old phrase came up, if all your friends jumped off a bridge, would you? Oh no, we saw this one last week. All my friends? I like this one, all my friends. Is this something I did? <laughs> That's a lot of people that do not know each other. Yeah. And they're all dead now. Oh. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. So I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. My people. All right. I didn't find him that. Funny. Because she doesn't like Harry Potter. But it's it's pretty clever. Do you like Harry Potter? I, 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 I appreciate jokes about Harry Potter. Okay, well, let's we'll see if you think they're funny. First off, don't ever say my name. And if anyone does, you let me know. 
seconds. Pure bloods only. But I do want you to call me a dirty mud blood right before I have Vodka to you. P.S. must get along with my kitten, Princess Puddin'Poss. I think you'll find love. I, I think the Harry I mean, Potter if he keeps it short like that, I can see him getting away from him. Someone like Voldemort. When I say I have a trouser snake, I mean it. Nagini is as much a... Okay, we watched that one last time. This person we haven't watched. This, cat this guy's from this comic, Texas. Who rocked our Fort Worth showcase just recently. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Derek Fields. Uh, thank you, thank you. Hello. Um, being a parent is hard. Uh, there's no, you can read as much as you want, but uh, there's just some things you just gotta go through. Just gotta live. Uh, I didn't uh, know about diapers, and um, I didn't know that you could get peed on, <laughs> things of that nature. But I got good at it, you know. I got, you know, for my parents that I have here, you know, and future parents, you know, change a diaper is simple. Put a changing table, and you change them on the floor or on the couch, as long as you have a blanket. Baby wipes, new diaper, disposable. Where you're gonna put the shitty? <laughs> Diaper, all right? Cross both ankles, or you take the tabs off, boom, boom, cross both ankles, lift them up, wipe till clean, place wipes in the disposed, shitty diaper, put the baby, slide the diaper out, put the baby down, close them, wipe, wipe, put it in the disposal. Get your new diaper, lift the baby up, cross the ankles, grabs, slide it in there, powder, new diaper slide, tabs, you're good to go, new. I was good, I got really, really good. Like I was even dodging pee, you know what I mean? Like I was, I was getting it, I was maturing that shit. I was getting it, you know, I was, can't get me. You know, I'm even smoking a little bit. I'm cocky that motherfucker. Dancing on him, you know <laughs> But one time I got too cocky and he hit one of those and shit just So while I'm in shock of the first shot, <laughs> so he double tapped. <laughs> I watch a lot of porno when windows. <laughs> you know when the facial about to come and the girl you can hear it. smoking and I was uh, I was watching Home Improvement and uh, I like, I like, I like, I like, I like this shit. 
came out the room, he was like, Dad, I got it. Bam. I was like, what's up? He was like, Dad, answer me this. What's the most annoying part, uh, part on your body that could itch? And I was like, I don't know. He was like, inside your asshole. And I was like, wow, great. I'm keeping that. You got it. You don't get another one for the whole year. But you'll get 2% on that shit if I make money. And that is a good one. Cause that is so true. Like, it can just start itching and out of nowhere. And then you gotta be creative and find shit. Like, what you doing? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I'm dancing. You don't hear that music? Some of you some pickers, y'all pick that shit in yeah, nasty, nasty, nasty. <laughs> so what do we learn? That's why I'm here today, anyway. Hey, thank y'all for laughing, I really appreciate that. That's my time, my name is Derek Fields. Thank y'all so much. What do we think? It is all right. Yeah, I mean, I got I wasn't lost like, a little bit. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I mean, he's the kind of comedian that's like a talky comedian, you know? And yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I actually like the talky stuff. I just got lost a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I think if the audience isn't into it, though, it's going to be. Yeah. Sounds like the shit I sometimes do. Oh my God, this is an interesting one. It's like in an office, someone's yeah. office. And I always tell my straight friends that I'm not 100% gay because I do want a cat. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, of course, is closest to a woman I'm ever going to get. Oh, oh. And don't get me wrong, I love women. I love straight women as decorations. <laughs> in fact, I had one installed in my living room about a week ago. I invited a bunch of gay friends over, and one of them comes up to me, and he's like, wait! Oh my God, where did you get the straight girl? <laughs> and I'm like, goodwill. <laughs> uh, so he also is a ventriloquist I saw. I want to look back at his thing. This is very yeah. interesting. This is Woody Bruce, ventriloquist comedian huh. from, from Wisconsin? From oh, Wisconsin. Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. He's been a comedian and a ventriloquist for the past 25 years, starting out as a ventriloquist at age nine and performing in front of some of his classmates with roaring success, led him to performing at the Boys Club of America three times a week. Woody was honing his act during these early years. This led him to taking second place in the Junior Achievement Midwest Talent Search and appearing on the Milwaukee Journal under the green sheet section for the series, Let's Hear It For, which made Woody a household name amongst his fellow classmates at his grade school alumni, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. It was this time he appeared in his first comedy nightclub called Jack or Betters, where he performed with comedians like Will Durst, Jimmy Miller, uh, and Jimmy Miller, Woody, Woody was only 13. As Woody got older, he went on comedy touring circuit with the Uncle Funny's comedy tour. It was during this time Woody opened up for country recording artist Loretta Lynn and comedian Emo Phillips. Since then, Woody has reinvented himself by doing stand-up comedy and adding new characters to his show, an egotistical drag queen named Wanda Lame and a cockroach named Rodriguez Roach. Woody has joined Toastmasters in 2007 
Woody always has the ability to make us laugh no matter what subject he talks about. I remember he uh, presented a speech that was about house cleaning. It was so funny because he actually brought a mop and bucket and uttered, now I'm going clean up my speech. It was absolutely hilarious. Jonathan Seward, president of South Shore Toastmasters with Woody Bruce's variety of characters and his alternative lifestyle makes his show an enjoyment for anyone to witness. Oh, it sounds so Midwest. That is his bio. <laughs> that is. And that's this guy yeah. who's in, in. He wrote that for himself. That's cute. But this is in an office building somewhere. Yeah. Maybe it's a Christmas okay. party. I don't know what's going on, but the first joke about straight women, I didn't really understand. They're let's, very misogynistic jokes. Let's go, ba- let's go back. Is that what they were? Yeah. It's just that he's, he's, talking about, yeah. he's talking about women as furniture. Right. As, yes. Yeah. We're not, we're not people. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God. She's in such ambiance to the room. And I'm like, I know, I know. Okay, now you people are looking at me like I'm freaking nuts. <laughs> Well, I'm already a fruit, so I figure that nothing will come in sooner or later. <laughs> but what is the most difficult thing about being gay, about coming out? It's coming out of the closet. I mean, when I first came out of the closet, my mother was really surprised when I had no clothes on. <laughs> because society based everything on expectations. I'm a guy, I'm expected to like girls in sports. Well, the sports thing I can deal with is always make the coach to be the tall boy. <laughs> yeah, and as a cowboy, I never pass out any towels. I just pass out my phone number. <laughs> hey, don't laugh. The coach still calls. <laughs> you know, when I decided to come out to my family, I decided to come out to my mother first. Because why? Mothers understand. Sure, they do. <laughs> First thing out of my mother's mouth was, is, I'm not paying for your sex change. <laughs> then she put all her pumps and dresses under lock and key. <laughs> I mean, what the hell did she think? She was losing a son and gaining a daughter. And I told her, I said, Mom, all gay people do not dress up in women's clothes. But if I were you, I would throw that dress out. <laughs> because every time you wear it, it makes you look like a mattress. She's like, you better not let your father hear about this. I said, no, Ma. Dad wishes you were on a mattress. <laughs> then I came out to my father. My father looks at me and he's like, what, no grandchildren? I said, no, Dad, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I said, it's kind of too hard to watch. Um, <laughs> I, I tried to give it, the, you know, I was going to try to give it the college try. I think that the best part about it is his bio. His bio is his a, bio a plus. Bad ass. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, I got, I got nothing. Um, this is Dashiell Thompson. A forever. Out of yeah. Salem, Oregon. He said B forever. A, A. Oh. Oh, no. Uh, Canadian A. 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 That's the kind of zings you do. Zingers. I'm too high for. This is... Uh, I had a girlfriend, and she broke up with me. She made the decision to dump me in a park at night, which I thought, a little risky on her part. <laughs> 
break my heart, the perfect place to bury you? Is that that's the decision you're gonna make? Really? But couples do that all the time. I have no idea why couples do that all the time, but they do. They always decide to break up with people in the worst place. And that's a serious thing to break up with someone. It's always like, hey, uh, we need to talk, but first, let's go into this dirty shed, so. <laughs> we need some privacy. But yeah, so she broke me in a park, uh, it sucked, and um, now I'm single and that's the end of that joke. Uh, I've been broken up with uh, quite a bit in my 20s. Don't know why, <laughs> this outfit. Uh, but the worst time I ever got broken up with, the worst time, it was like the most heartbreaking breakup I ever went through, and that was, uh, it was like six years ago. I was dating this girl, I was in love, or whatever, and uh, <laughs> I'm a real romantic. <laughs> I was in love or some shit, and uh, she broke up with me for whatever reason, like I lived with my parents or whatever, and um, that hurt. <laughs> and then you know how you go through a breakup, and then like some time passes, and you're like, all right, I think I'm okay, and then you drink a beer, and you're like, I'm not okay. That was me. Six months went by after the breakup. I'm down in Corvallis, where she lives, and I'm out, okay. Grass! That's some place! Um, down in Corvallis, I'm out drinking with some friends. Uh, we get like three, I get like three to 10 beers in me, just so many beers. Three to 10. Shut up, that's all of you every night. Like, I don't know, I think I had three or 20, I don't know. Yeah, I get a bunch of beers in me, and I get this idea in my head. I'm like, oh, you know what? You know what? I'm going to win her back. I'm going to win the love of my life back. And so I leave out the back of the bar, uh, which, by the way, if any of your friends leave out the back of a bar, stop them. They're not on their way to do something responsible. They're like, oh, man, I'm about to do my taxes. Let's leave out the back. It's cool. No, I don't bother you guys. Just out the back. No, they're going to do something super shady, which is what I was going to do. So we go out the back of the bar, and I get it in my head. I'm gonna text her. I'm gonna text my ex and go, babe, I love you. I want you back. Let's make this work. And she's like, you know, no or whatever. And uh, I decide I'm gonna just, cause I can't drive. So I was like, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run to her house. So I start running 20 blocks across the Oregon State campus, just screaming at strangers. I don't wanna love my life back. People are like weirdly supportive of a drunk stranger. Like, good idea, man. Could have said anything to them and they would have just approved it. <laughs> so I'm running and I get to her house and I text her. I'm like, Babe, I'm here. Let's do this. Let's, let's, I don't want to win you back. And then a truck pulls up and uh, three dudes in sweatsuits get out. Like the comfiest street gang you've ever seen. It's like, we're going to protect our turf, but we want to be cozy. And they form a wall between me and my ex. And I'm like, all right, it's about to, oh, well, I'm about to get beat up, actually. That's what's going to happen. Like, I'm going to take on three dudes. And uh, so I, I'm talking to my ex. I'm like, babe, let's talk. You know, and then uh, one of the guys, he steps forward. And all three of these dudes are, they're freshmen in college, okay? I don't know if you know this, but uh, male freshmen in college are the worst people ever. Because uh, they always, at all times... LaToya finally started laughing, but no, I I'm think not laughing. for the I'm wrong I'm not laughing reasons. at his jokes, it was just bad. 
Oh, I, I know you are. That's I know you are. Sam knows me. No, it was just, it was just funny because I, I wanted you. I, I, I always wait. I was gonna say something about like we haven't even gotten a smile out of it. We haven't gotten any. No. All of us. I looked at Arden too, and he's I like, I know. I was looking at you guys packing a bowl. I'm like <laughs> staring off and then like watch. I was like, I was just waiting for waiting. the story to yes. go somewhere. Yeah, and I was just like, is this gonna go? Please, like, yeah. don't. So here's What's another it? thing, guys. Don't give us a story joke. Yeah. And if it's going to be a story, punches. make it under 60 seconds yeah, at least. You got to punch it up. Punch it up. Punch it up. Punch it up. Punchline tag, you know? Keep to the structure. It's there he's for new. a reason. You it's can there tell he's for new. a fucking reason. Yeah. Well, he's. He doesn't know about he, timing. He's fine on stage. Like, well, uh, he's getting chuckles out of the audience, but it's more like a, is, it, is this going somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a Sacramento guy. Ooh, sack. Let's see sack. what happens with Joe Brill. Welcome to the senior citizen portion of the show. Some of you old farts, but I find certain things get challenging when you get older and difficult. I have a problem with technology. I give you an example. I recently tried online dating and I found it really annoying and really frustrating with my wife looking over my shoulder. Social Security and Medicare. And, and what's up with political correctness? We can't help people what they really are because we don't want to hurt their feelings, so we make up like pretty names for them. Uh, like illegal immigrants. Oh no, they're undocumented citizens. The girl, the cashier at the uh, grocery store. Oh no, she's a scanner technician. Next thing you know, we're going to be calling drug dealers unlicensed pharmacists. I, I perform a lot all around California, LA, Hollywood, and San Francisco, uh, in particular. Both those cities, all you hear people talk about is same sex marriage. Same sex marriage this, same sex marriage that. I got to tell you, folks, I'm not a fan. I hate same sex marriage, I think it's wrong. My wife and I have had the same sex for four and a half years. Okay, I'm on the clock here, so you gotta, I gotta throw out two jokes because you laugh so long.
So that little world famous comedian. anybody else yeah. I mean I haven't he's I, I mean I like old people <laughs> no I do wow. I mean, no but that's what they said that, during no, his deposition no, no, I mean no but I mean like, dude, so no I like old people like for, <laughs> but, but this this Friday there's a show swing number two this, ah. this Friday this, this Friday is like the show citizens. almost almost octogenarians with all the old comics like everyone has to be over 40 so it's Paul Sanford and Sandra Risser and Lauren Kraut and Griffin Daly. Those are still young comics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on. Sandra's like 75. No. I mean, no. I mean. And then Evelyn Erie Diamond, I thought she was in her 20s. And she's like, Pam, I'm, I'm almost 50. And I was like, what? I thought, I thought that she was, but she's. I had no idea. I had no idea. You so know, I'm on the show too because I'm over 40. But this, this Matthew dude, Quirk did. This dude, but uh, generationally, I can tell your stuff, your guys' stuff is probably is different from his. You know what he reminds me of? And I chuckled at it. He kind of reminds me of the HBO comments of like the early 80s. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of that. Yeah. Yes. I got a, yeah, that that, and I got a warm, fuzzy feeling. I'm like, oh, that's clever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Those were kind of clever comics. I, and I they, liked it. They were good. With, he was good with the audience. Yeah. He's, but, you he's know, he would do the same shit again, probably, too. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, but I... But it was still funny. I mean... I, li- I like the I'm not put him in a no pile. Yeah, I like the fact that you said old comments. Oh, God. <laughs> we need to get a senior citizen, like, off, I mean, like, someone, like, 80 or something. Well, uh, the thing is this. I get th- last year. a wheelchair <laughs> on yes. a respirator. Right. You know. People. Word. With a nurse, exactly. you know. People were upset last year because they said I didn't have enough women represented. People said last year that I didn't have enough women represented or people of color. I had a couple. But the first year it was the first year I paid more attention to having it be really equal. Right. But based on I wanted to have. And then last year I was just like, I'm going to pick who I think is the funniest. And then so. But then this year I might kind of swing back because like he's an. I want people to be different. That's it's almost right, like it's yeah. almost like casting a reality TV show. You know what I mean? How many how many lumberjack comedians from Portland can you have? Do you know what I mean? Like right. it's like No, I got you. But you're it's ah, we'll see. This can is Can we um, get a, can we get a suicidal Cleveland comic? <laughs> sure. Well, this guy is from That guy would be this, funny. This next guy oh, yeah. is from uh, Oregon as well. This will be the last one we'll watch today. Thank Knock you. Knock us dead. Knock us dead. Come on, man. Oh, good evening, man. Get us, Dan. 
you want to meet me? My parents never really bother me anymore. <laughs> weekends, if you're in the Deer and Center neighborhood, let's hook up. Um, I, you know, it's on it. honestly, I have been doing a fair amount of finger. We're running out of time, but I, I like him. It was a slow start yeah. for me, but then I decided that uh, I, and again, that whole thing about diversity. That was funny. Dude, that was fucking oh man slow bur- slow build but worth it, it was totally slow worth build, it Holy shit. That, now that's what you do the anticipation yeah and it's just like he hits it he, he hits it yeah well, and, and, we did and it. starting on the starting on the Asperger's to throw it in the audience's face about yeah, being totally uncomfortable great. that was just fucking great I love totally that. excellent <laughs> Yeah, and the ca- I, I mean, once you brought out the book, I'm like, I want to see the book. Like, Pass it around. All cats have Asperger's. I'm in. Have your books. I want all cats have Asperger's. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, thank you so much, Arden, for being here Yay. and for going through those, checking them out, seeing all the the people who are applying from all over to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th every year. Submit. Uh, this year's going to be a little different because it's going to be Thursday through Monday. Uh, and the reason I did that is that I have the show on Monday from six to eight, so I was like, it, yeah. just, it won't mess up anything. And there then it go. means that, you know, they'll all, I don't know. Anyways, I'm excited. Hey, uh, apply now uh, through the end of this month, through November yeah. 30th. It's only $10 to apply, and it's the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival uh, here at Mutiny Radio. And it's only 30 seats for every show, 25 shows in five days, so... With, with all the amazing sponsorship from Spark, I'm really hoping to sell. I sell it's only 30 tickets. We should be able to sell out every show. Apply early, yeah. apply often. Yeah, and, and buy tickets and stuff. Uh, so I should be able, and, and you get to hear them online too, live streaming, yeah. and then they have their own podcast folder in our website. So go to that. And when you go there, just press the donate button just because you should exactly. give us yeah. $5, please. Yeah, I want to have that donate button on every page. I don't know how to do that. I'll get it set up for you. Like, I, if we could have the donate button on the pages of our podcast index, woohoo, that'd be crazy because it'd be like, look, you're downloading something for free again. Well, that, Why don't you give us $5? I that I can't do because that's somebody that. else, but I can do the other thing. Yeah. So. Smarty pants. All right, bye, everybody. Bye. bye. Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Thank you.
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) If you're looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorneyfjs.com. Again, the law office of Francis J. Shaheda in San Francisco. awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. 
Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Story Time Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. <laughs>